Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And welcome to the podcast that knows that it was URL behind the Love is Blind finale not being able to stream. I know you did it, Beasley. I know you did it. You tuned into another episode of It's a Black and White Thing with A1 and A Ward. I am one half the dot of the dynamic duo A1. You can catch all episodes of It's a Black and White Thing by going to the podcast app of your choice, wherever you find the good podcast, searching for It's a Black and White Thing, or for Brands and Bars. Please subscribe, rate, give us five stars. You can also check us out most Tuesdays in the six o'clock ish or seven thirty ish time frame. Anytime between 6.30 and 7.30, basically, on YouTube by searching Brains and Bars. You can also check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, what's up, Unc? It, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching at Brains and Bars. Um, and as always, I don't do this show by myself, but I do it with the homie A-War. A-War, what's good with you, my guy? Man, I'm doing great, bro. Thank you for asking. It is hot outside. I just turned my air conditioner on for the first time this year. So, um, so yeah, I was going to start feeling good inside. Just mowed the grass for the first time this year. A lot of firsts today. Um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's good weather, and uh, I'm excited for the rest of the week. I got to ask, what's going on with the fit here? What's up with the fit? No, I'm just celebrating golf, man. Like, <laughs> it's, time, it's time again where now I can golf weekly or or bi-weekly and yesterday i um i parred four 18 holes that's my record now so you know like no mulligans no nothing like literal pars not like that if you know maybe maybe that's a standard for some of you guys and maybe i'm still terrible but hit the ball better yesterday than i've ever hit so you know it's like for you know for that my dad got me this shirt uh, for for Christmas. I, it's loud. It's proud. It's it's Ricky Fowler s or, or it's it's got some you know I got the penguin hat with the golf clubs and I'm just I'm just all in on golf right now, man. So uh, I think I'm gonna try and go golfing once this weekend. And you know yeah. So if you got some time off, man, and, and you want to go, let me know. Bet bet it up, bet it up. I will keep that in mind. Well, you know, you look very uh, PGA ish. Thank you. Thank you. PGA Ward. They don't call me PGA Ward for no reason, man. Yeah, I think I think all you need is the, the glove. You got the glove on too? Nope. I got my ball marked up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So uh, we got an interesting show lined up for you today. You know, I'm actually going to invert the way we do things. We normally start with battle rap and then make our way to sports. I'm actually going to invert that. We're going to start in the sports world. And then we'll get to battle rap to close the show. So um, I want to start NBA playoffs um, right as we speak right now. Uh, you got the Hawks and the Celtics playing right now. Celtics are leading. The Hawks were up 19 to nine. And then basically after that, I think they were outscored uh, 19 to six the rest of the way from that point. So Celtics are up. That's looking like that's going to be a sweep. Um, but let's let's go let's go to last night. Let's talk about Warriors versus Kings. Kings are up 2-0 in that series. Draymond, you know, goes full WWE, stomps on the chest of uh Domantis Sabonis, gets ejected from the game. So I just before we kind of get into the particulars of that, um, if you were a not a fan of the Warriors, but if you were on the Warriors, a player on that team, panic level. 
one being we're good, 10 being crap, we're going home. What would your what would the rating on your panic meter be if you were a player on the Golden State Warriors? Uh, it's only at like a three because um, <clears throat> of Draymond Green. That's the only reason it's at a three. Because there's this – I mean, Draymond's never been – Draymond's always had technical foul issues and different things like that. But for some reason, this year even more, he's just that villain of a player. And I think he's – with his podcast and everything, he's taking it – he's embraced it even more, you know. And it's just like plays like that, like you have to be so in tune with who you are and what your team needs at that moment to know that I personally think if it's just two other players – it's a flagrant one. I, I mean, I, I didn't think it was, like, extremely malicious. But, you know, like, at the end of the day, because it's Draymond Green, you knew he was going to be ejected, you know? So I say that because you're not in trouble until you lose a home game in the playoffs. The, 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 the um, Warriors have basically lost two games by two possessions, you know? Like, on the road against a team that has played much better than them. And let's be honest, they were 5-31, and 31, I think, on the road this year. So, like – they they just or they weren't very good at all on the road this year. Something something very bad. Uh, let's see. I want to say eleven and thirty one. Okay, okay. So maybe maybe I'm yeah a few games off. But um, so like you know to go in and to lose the first two games by two possessions, it lets you know they're going to be in every game. And when they're at home, you know more than likely those are going to be wins. So unless you know unless unless you know. Uh, you lose a home game, that's when that meter jumps up to about seven, seven or eight, you know, but I yeah. think that I'm going to go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just think I'm at a three just based off the, just the antics and everything of Draymond Green. He's supposed to be a leader. He's supposed to be keeping things together. He's on stage. He's looking in the camera during timeouts, talking into the camera, like some WWE promos and stuff like that. And it's just, he's clapping in people's faces and yeah, he's, he's energetic and he has the energy, but it's like, bro, at some point you have to realize you're, you're you're not really the the hunted this year. I mean, you still are, but you're you know you're you're, you're looked at like we can beat you. Like people are not scared of you at home. So you know you got to get it together and play basketball. So um, what the about Warriors you? were eleven and thirty? By the way, mm. I, I added an extra game, but yeah, eleven and thirty. So um, I have it. You know, this morning when I was thinking of this question, I had him at a seven. Wow. Um, I have scaled it back to a five. My stance is still not changed with the Warriors. Understanding 11 and 30 is an awful record. I think if they were to somehow win the championship, they would have, I believe, the worst record, road record yep. ever of a team to win a chip. All right. So be that as it may. But I think that you still, you just got to get one. Now, the margin for error has been significantly uh, it has shrunk significantly because you can't afford to lose at home. Like you've got to win for sure. You got to win these next two, right? You yep. can't go down three. Oh, you can't go back to Sacramento three, one, you got to win the next mm-hmm. two to tie back up. You really need to win in a perfect world. If I'm a, if I'm on the warriors, I'm like, we're, we're, we're running four straight. Like we're going to win these two at home. Then we're going to win this one on the road and then close out back at the crib. So we don't have to do a game seven because my fear is, you only got to get one, but I don't want that one to be game seven. I think they have right. the personnel to get that W in game seven. I don't want I mean, nobody wants to go to seven, but I think they have the personnel and the experience to get that W. But, yeah, I, I can see what you mean. I don't know if they've been in, in an environment quite in this entire run. Maybe OKC in 2016, 
Um, I mean, I, the fans in Cleveland and Houston are great, but Sacramento is experiencing the playoffs for the first time since I think 2006, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard this is, I mean, I did, I didn't pull the stat on my own, but Bomani Jones had pulled a stat where it was their first time on ABC since 2002. That's wild. <laughs> so yeah. 21 <laughs> years since they've been on national TV, not cable TV, but over air network TV. So those fans, like I saw a video clip of a man with the cowbell right behind, uh, it's not Joe Lacob. Who's their GM? Uh, Bob Myers. He's got a cowbell literally right behind him. And he's just That's nuts. going crazy. And it's like, it has to take everything in you not to turn around and just punch him in his face. Like, it's just like, bro, like get shut up. Stop. So, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if I want to go to a game seven against a team that is that good um, in that environment. And I think, so you are right, right? Like it was a close game down the stretch. The Kings end up pulling away. The thing to me that they need to clean up, if they do nothing else, and I don't know if they're capable, that right there, 22 (laughs) turnovers yesterday. In that first quarter, the first eight or 10 points scored by Sacramento was off turnovers. Yeah. Whether getting pickpocketed a couple of times, bad passes, and that doesn't even include the the times where they threw the ball away and maybe Sacramento doesn't score. Just quick turnaround, like turnover, fast break point. So they got, they have got to, and I hate this phrase, but they have to value the basketball more. They got to take care of the ball. If they can cut those turnovers down to 13, 14, 15, they have enough offensive pieces where that's the difference in the margin in the game right there. So if they can clean, they clean nothing else up, they fix that. I think they're in a good place. So let me ask you this. And you might've answered this. So forgive me if, if I missed it, but, do you is if you're Adam Silver, are you suspending Draymond for one game for stomping on Sabonis's chest? Ooh, um, no, I'm not suspending him. Not no, I'm not suspending him for the game. I think that you know that that you know him going out in a close game in the fourth quarter, by eight minutes to go, you know them end up losing the game and everything. I personally think that's punishment enough. Hopefully, you know, he went back to the locker room and, you know, understood, you know, um, you know what it is he did. I don't necessarily think the Warriors can, like, guarantee win with with Draymond staying in the game. You know? um, but I think I think that that was punishment enough for uh, for what. Now, they don't they don't do the whole thing like uh, college football where it's like he's possibly suspended for the first half of the next game. Is he can they do they, they, you know. Like if you get ejected in the second half, don't you miss like the first half of the next game? Like they used to do that in college football, no? They used to, but that's super whack. I, I would yeah. not be happy if they did that. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Andrew Wiggins is coming into his own. I think he plays he's played better each game. Um, you know, he missed the game winner in in, in the first game, um, and so hopefully you know them at home. I think that they'll take their business in game three. I think game four is gonna be the big one. It's like I don't you gotta, you got to make sure you know. I think this first one they'll get pretty pretty easily. Not. Easily, but I think I think they'll win it. You know, without it being like a a, a game uh, a buzzer beat or anything like that. But it's the second one is the is the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I know the all the cliches is the series doesn't start till a team loses on its home floor, and you know we're we have the champ, we're the defending champs. We have the championship medal, and I'm like, yeah, that's that sound good. But uh, right now, De'Aaron Fox don't care nothing about that. Like he don't care nothing about your championship medal. He doesn't care about defending champs. He doesn't care about your playoff tested in adversity, like 
he's getting buckets. Yeah. Um, and he's he's doing a good job when he is on Steph. He's doing a good job. I feel like that is also one of the underrated parts of of yesterday too. Is that Davion Mitchell, um, De'Aaron Fox, like those guys and company are doing a good job of making life tough for Steph. Yeah, right? three to thirteen, I think, from three point right. range. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So they're doing a good job of of making life difficult for him. And if they can continue to do that, I don't. Man. I did think there was a handful of calls that I thought a Steph would get um, yesterday that he did not. I felt like, I'll ask you this. Do you feel like the Kings have gotten some generous whistles at, at the yeah. end of it? Yeah, I okay. think they got them. Yeah. I tweeted that in game one. I felt like they were kind of like, like, huh, you don't normally see a team that is new to the playoffs get those calls. And like, and to your point, I don't, I feel like Steph, and I don't want to get the Steph truthers riled up, but I feel like Steph gets a lot of, especially when he goes in the paint, he gets a lot of contact that doesn't get f- files called on him. I mean, that's yeah, just yeah. my personal perspective. But yeah. All right, so you got them winning game three? I got them winning game three and game four. So okay. I'm not ready to I'm not ready to crown them for the series, though. I can feel that. I can feel that. All right, so let's stay in the Western Conference, but uh, we're going to head eastward. Uh, we're going to go to Memphis, L.A., I believe. They play tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they got game one against Memphis um, to go up 1-0 behind, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I don't need to fact check this, a career-high playoff performance from Rui Hachimura. And I'm going to say Austin Reeves. I don't think Austin Reeves has ever scored that many points in a playoff game. I think Rui got to 30. Um, Austin Reeves was, is what, 25-27? Yeah, there was three or four guys with over 20 points. So I think Davis, LeBron, and Reeves, and Hachimura, or I'm not, I'm not sure if they all four ended up with over 20, but they, yeah, it was, it was. They did all four. I don't know if Anthony got to 20. Um, I know we had seven blocks. Bron and Austin Reeves all got to 20 plus points. Rui did score 30. Austin got to 23. Nice. So, like, so they're up one games to none. Also happening during this match. Ja Morant has a, I believe they called it like a bone, a tissue bruise in his right hand as he landed while taking a charge call in another in the another playoff game, Miami versus Memphis. Giannis has a back contusion taking a charge call. So I want to bring those two games together to ask this question. Should the NBA ban the charge? Um man, uh I like to look at just like the numbers of like how many charges in the NBA are actually taken, you know, um, like effective, you know, block charge calls, you know. Um, I would say that college basketball, there's a lot more than the NBA. So I'm I'm not opposed to it, but I also don't understand. I don't know how it changes defenses and help side and, and rotation and different things like that. And just the, the lane in itself. Um you'll probably find a lot more people jumping to block, you know, shots, a lot more fouls. You know, I don't think it's going to take fouls down, you know. I mean, I don't know. Is there, a, is there a statistic that says there's more injuries that happen on block charge calls than other fouls, you know. But at the point, like, I, uh, I'm i not for it or against it, I guess you would say. Um, I know I know. I read your tweet that said it's time to get rid of it. But I just I just don't know how it changes the landscape of how basketball is played if nobody's worried about leaving their feet, running to the basket, 
you know, and, and, and getting an offensive foul. So I don't have a stat on how many total charges were taken uh, in the, in the NBA. I do see there's a, they have, they have a stat of charges drawn per game. So for example, Kevin Love led the league in charges drawn per game. He averaged two a game. Draymond was second with 1.5 and you have a bunch of guys who are tied at one drawn charge per game. I'm surprised that I don't see. That's uh, a little high. I, I wouldn't have thought it'd been that high. Yeah. I'm surprised. I don't see on, on this. They have like the top eight that Marcus Smart and Kyle Lowry are nowhere to be found on this list. I am shocked <laughs> um, that they aren't there. Um, and, man, I'm going to tell you like, I softened my stance just a little, right? When it happened, I first of all, let me say this. I enjoy nothing more than watching a team man up, find a man, lock him up, get a stop, rinse, repeat, right? I enjoy nothing more than seeing that. And to me, charges are cowards' way out. They're the cowards. You, you're beaten. And so the only way I can stop you from scoring or advancing this basketball is to get in your way and get run over. I think it's weak. I, I don't think very many charges are taken on a, a man-to-man, like one-on-one, you know, like you didn't beat me and I and, and I tried to take a charge. You know, a charge no, no, no. is taken what off, of, is help off screen and rolls or in transition, you know what I mean, in different areas like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I agree. But I mean, at the same time, at the same time, though, like. If I have beaten my man, you didn't come over and like so I'll use UConn as an example, not to say that UConn didn't draw charges or or, or attempt to have them drawn. Right. UConn plays man to man. They're they're not going in no zone. Shout out to Jim Beheim. You had a great career, but I'm glad you're gone. And hopefully your replacement will man up and have those athletes play some man-to-man defense, right? But you would see games where San Diego State, he's beating his man off the dribble, he's getting into the paint, and all of a sudden somebody is over there shutting down that driving lane and making them have to kick the ball, and they're able to rotate. And as the ball is being swung around the perimeter, wherever the ball is going, they're able to recover if they've helped off their man, right? That to me is... Like as a as a basketball fan, that gets me hype. I love great mm-hmm. offense, but to see a, a a team like I said, get in a stance, defend your man for twenty four seconds or thirty seconds if it's college, and be able to get a stop over and over again to me it to me it energizes the offensive end when you're getting those stops and you're starting to score in the offensive end. It's like a transference of energy back and forth. No, it is not momentum for those who want to get into that. It is a transference of energy back and forth as you get those stops. And to me, sliding under someone who has left their feet is an unsafe play. It's not a well. That's I mean, that's not a charge in the first place. I mean, if they've left their feet, like it's it's gonna be a block call, right? If they've Um, already left their feet, I'm pretty sure it's you know. I thought Ja got called for the charge on that play where he got hurt. Oh, I thought it was, it was the, the the definition of the rule was like if they've already left your feet and you're sliding, it's a block no matter what. I think that the rule might be – I think it's that in college. I don't think it's that in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I had to double check. I'd have to double check. But I feel like – I know in college, once you left your feet, maybe. 
they it's not a call. But and I think I don't think it's the same way in the NBA because I know for sure Ja got called for the he got called for the charge. I don't know about the Giannis play, but like I I just so I would rather I would rather one if you're going to eliminate it go all the way and eliminate it. But if you're not, at least take out. Hey, once a guy's left his feet, don't slide underneath him. Yeah, like, let him have his space to come down and land. And whatever happens, happens, right? But you got to play better defense. That's that's my whole thing with, with the with, with the block charge. Um, to bring it back to Lakers and Memphis, is this series over? It's without without Ja. He's 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 doubtful for Wednesday. I think it's game time decision, but Wednesday. I didn't know. Yeah, he's pretty, so he might be back. I think the next time they play, let me see if I get the schedule. I want to say it's Saturday. Um, so is it if he does not return, is this series done? Let's let's take it, spin it from that angle. Um, more than likely, uh, I'm not well, I'm not ready to say yes completely because actually Memphis has been a very good team without John Morant. It's like in the past, like they they have won they they have won games like handedly without him and like had a really really good record without John Morant. So they have the the, the players and the chemistry without him to do that. The unfortunate thing is they're playing against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. <laughs> so that's why part of me says more than likely it is it is over. You know, um, it should be, you know, the minute you hear John Morant's not playing, you know, from the Lakers, it, this is a this is a we have to win this road game. There's no way we give the Grizzlies this game. This is me getting everybody in the locker room saying, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> you know, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Tonight show tonight starts. It's a wrap. It's a, it's a wrap tour. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't think it's, it's a definite that it's over. I, I thought without them having Steven Adams in the first place that the Lakers would probably win the series. Um, the Lakers take game one, um, but Bane Brooks, uh, and Jaron, Jaron Jackson, just, I mean, he's playing really freaking well. Um, you know, they, they have the ability to go in and like, let's be honest, the Lakers, what did they end up winning? But they ended up winning by about 10 or something, right? Didn't they? Yeah, because they pulled away late. They pulled away late. Uh, but, like, if we're being honest with ourselves, I mean, they needed 30 from Hachimura and 23 from Reeves, you know? Yeah, but that's the problem. They got 30 from Hachimura and right, but 23 from – They're not getting that from those guys. They're going to probably get half of that consistently, you know, throughout the playoffs. They're probably going to get 15 and, 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 and maybe 12, you know, or whatever consistently, you know? If those two guys can can stay putting up twenty points, I mean, it might be a wrap for the whole the whole league. I mean, so the, I guess the problem there is though, right? Is when the when when it's win or go home time, and every game matters now, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't have a game where, granted, let me give let me give Anthony Davis his props. He went for twenty two. Let me get this this stat line: twenty two points, twelve rebounds, three steals, seven blocks. Right. So let me give him his props. When you have though, when when the others as Shaq and the TNT crew would, would call them, when you have those role players who are stepping up and leading your team in scoring and LeBron is getting his and Anthony Davis is getting his like you're done. Like I don't and I really don't care who you are. I don't yeah, care no, what team you are. So, I mean, like <clears throat> you can't you can't let LeBron and Anthony get his let them impact both sides of the floor and then let Austin Reeves and Rui cook you. Because I just think the Grizzlies are going in and saying, all right, Rui and Reeves are not getting what they got last game. You know what I mean? Buckle down, play our game. You know, they're not I – mean, 
Rui would hit like six for seven from three-point range. <clears throat> you know, I, I mean, I don't think he ever had a uh, – he played five games with the Wizards in the playoffs, you know, and he never even hit a three, you know. I mean, a lot less minutes and stuff. But, I mean, so I, I think that that wasn't in the scouting report, you know, <laughs> that he was going to go like, you know, hit six threes or five threes, however many it was. Five or so, six, five or six. He went 11 for 14 from the floor. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, so um, if, if if John Morant does not play, I think the Lakers have to win that game because the Grizzlies win that game, then there's a lot of confidence on their end that, like, yo, like we, we do this all the time without Ja. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Lakers win that game, then they're, then they're – I mean, they're like, <laughs> we're down – you know, we've lost two road games. We got, we got you know, we got two in L.A. They might be a wrap for us, you know. So I think the Lakers have really got to win this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you not if you are a um, a man who bets for entertainment purposes only, um, and you had your money on the Lakers to win the whole thing, Sunday had to be a really uh, reassuring feeling for you. And obviously, yeah. Laker fans always feel like confident they're going to win. So you mm-hmm. know, um, they're the cousin of Cowboy fan. Um, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, Jackson. My uncle says Jackson's going to get in foul trouble eventually. I feel like he's gotten better at not drawing the foolish foul. Um, he's Dylan Brooks was be the one in foul trouble. I think Dylan Brooks got in foul trouble early. I mean, which what else is new? Like, and he was two- he was the foolish foul. He was fouling guys out here, you know, on the inbound pass just for no reason. It's like, all right, bro. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, I got. I mean, I got the Lakers winning game two. To me, this is going to be a gentleman's sweep. I got the Lakers in five. Um, I I respect the Grizzlies, but I just feel like all the turmoil that's around them. I feel like, like you said, they play really well. But I feel like once uh, Ja got hurt, I feel like they just didn't after that at that point. Um, and so, you know, maybe with a, a chance to the shock of what happened, seeing the injury, hearing him scream the way he did because he was in a lot of pain when he hit the ground. Maybe that took them out of it mentally. We'll see if they can rebound in game two, but. Y'all can't y'all better not let them them boys don't don't let Austin Reeves be in your building screaming I am him again uh on your court or you might not be or you might not get back to Memphis for a game five. So let me see what I know. Uh yeah. Tyus Jones is a very good point guard. I really like watching Tyus Jones play. He's he's turned into a, I think he could be a starter on another team. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Like Definitely, if you want someone who's going to be low maintenance, doesn't need a ton of shots, can run your offense and be efficient. Um, maybe not someone who can get his own shot consistently, but mm-hmm. I feel like in a scramble situation and the shot clock running down, he can do some things. He can do some nice yeah. things for you offensively. Um, by the way, we don't have to talk about this game, but because nobody else did. Like I'm on Twitter and no one spoke about Denver and Minnesota. I went to bed. <laughs> I went to I watched like the first like five minutes and I went to sleep because it was super late. But I yeah. cannot find a single tweet about that game. Like, I think their next game is on NBA TV. That's the NBA TV classic. <laughs> um, and, and it's going to come on at late hours of the night. And if you just happen to have insomnia, you'll probably catch that game. Uh, let's see what else we want to get into. I just want to talk about from, from this standpoint, Philly versus Brooklyn. Philly's up 2 nothing. They they should they should sweep Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn just doesn't have enough firepower. Shout out to Mikael Bridges, who we're going to find out if uh, – you know, if he's got the the chops to be like a true number one guy or if he's just a, a number two or three who is getting number one shots. Yeah. Um, but uh, last night, Cam Johnson comes through and booms 
on Joel Embiid. I mean, absolute facial. And I, I just I only bring this up to say this. God gave me the ability to be able to hold a note. I cannot sing. I cannot, I can't I can't like tear the house down as a soloist. Because if I could, my pride would be out of control. I believe that God did not give me the ability, the grace to be six foot seven and incredible athleticism. Because if I had the ability to boom on somebody the way Cam Johnson did in in an NBA game, all my texts are going to come from booming on people. Because as soon as I boom on you, I'm going full KG. They're going to have to censor. You're going to think, what happened to my sound? It's just going to be. <laughs> You're not going to hear a single sound because I'm going to lose my mind on you. Like, I'm I'm talking about, we talking about Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk. you going to, you going to, like, if I dunk on Jaron Jackson, John Moran, people going to have that bean pointed at our bus for show. Mm-hmm. At the end of the game, because I'm going nuts. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else you want to get into with any. I saw it dunk. You know, it sucks that you're. It's in a playoff game, and it's like a playoff game loss. You can't. I mean, if you're losing the regular season and you posterize somebody, you can still kind of like brag about it, you know. But it's a playoff game. Everything's very serious, you know. Um, and they took the L. But yeah, very, very, very nice dunk. I'll say this much: Philadelphia won the first game pretty handedly. I think second game a little bit closer. Um, I still don't feel like they're playing very well. So they've not they've not shown like in two games to me that in the next round they're going to be, you know, uh, a scary, you know, team to match up with. Um, they're double teaming Embiid every time he gets the ball and it still looks like it's it's hard for Harden to score. Harden's somewhat of a shell of himself offensively, so it's like they're able to to, to double team Embiid. Maxi ended up with over 30. Tobias had about 20 or whatever. So, you know, the Rest of the guys are pitching in and they're winning these games over the Nets, but they haven't shown anything to me that makes me believe they're going to end up in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, that's the tough part. That's the tough part. Like, I don't – excuse me. Um, like, they're going to be one of those teams – they're going to be like the Indiana Pacers of this era, right? Really good team, except with a much, much better lead player. No offense to Reggie. But you know, like they're gonna they're gonna have a bunch of second round exits. And how when you look at the injury that Giannis had, and hopefully I think that there's optimism that he'll be back. But let's just say that he can't come back and he and Miami wins. How upset are you if you're Philly that you're not in that two seed? Cause then you have a base, you have a cakewalk to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Like, no one's going to be there to provide any, any true resistance. And so, you know. We'll see. Like Harden has played a lot better this year, um, and quite and almost under the radar, he's played a lot better. Oh yeah, um, Atlanta's done. Like it. Listen, the top half of the East is it's top heavy. We're we're waiting for the one four. Well, we'll see what happens with the Knicks and the uh, Cavs and they the play Cavs. Right. But yeah, we're we're waiting for that one seed in, in Milwaukee versus a four five, which should be competitive, and we're waiting for a Philly and and Boston. And Philly's in trouble because I think they lost in five last year in the playoffs to Boston. They lost three of the four matchups this year to Boston. Boston has their number. So we'll see. Hopefully, I would love for Embiid because I think this is his MVP season for him to make a conference finals run. I think that'd be super Mm -hmm. dope. 
But we'll see what happens in that regard, man. I'm trying to think, is there anything else NBA-wise I want to talk about? I mean... KD lost his first game as a son. Um... Listen. He went three for 19. I understand that. Offensively, he was trash. Brody. But the Brody was all... He was first team all NBA defense out there yesterday. He was. He... he you know, harassing KD, showing the heart, showing the heart, getting a stop on uh, on Booker to close out the game, yelling at random fans in VIP sections on his way to the locker room. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you got the full, you got the full Russell Westbrook performance. Classic Brody, classic Brody, classic, classic, <laughs> and it- shot poorly, absolutely terrible, classic Brody. <laughs> We're we're get hey we're getting the full rest book treatment at least at this stage of his career yeah. he didn't shoot that badly at his, at his apex but <laughs> in terms of what he is now we got the full Westbrook hey yeah. let Westbrook be Westbrook you know what I'm saying and then bring the hashtag back man it felt good to see him at least like I said defensively contribute mm-hmm. in such a way that led to a victory but also Kawhi Leonard quietly. Man, <laughs> has been playing some of the best basketball over the last month than anybody in the NBA. So, a bad man, and it's crazy. Like if his body had held up from an injury standpoint, like we would be talking to putting him in that conversation with the LeBron, with the KD, as the best player of this generation. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at what he's what he's done in his career, and especially in the playoffs. We'd be, talk- we'd be having a different conversation if his body had held up on himself. How many rings has he got? Uh, he has two. Only two. Uh, he won the one that one year that they uh, molly whopped this, uh, the Heat. And then in 2019 with the uh, Raptors. Raptors. Okay. But, yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, man. Like, I, I'm, that's another one. I think Phoenix is going to win that series. I think they're the – ultimately, they were proved to be the better team, although their depth – which to me was always going to be the issue once they traded traded away all those pieces to get yeah. KD. Maybe maybe the, the Clippers got just enough bench depth to to even out the star players that are on the the Suns. And I want to say this last thing about that before we we get out of this NBA coverage. To me, this is the last stand for the super team. I think NBA teams are starting to figure out and understand that it is the best way to build your team is to build, I don't want to say organically through the draft, but through the draft and making smart free agent moves, not doing signing trades where you send out three to four of your best quality players to bring in this one player, right? I think you look at what OKC is building. I think you look at what the Kings have done. Obviously, the the gold standard are the Warriors. Um, but you look at what even a team like Cleveland, what New York is building, um, what uh, – the Bucks have built, right? They have not. These are teams who obviously can't bring in superstar talent because of the cities they're in. Mm-hmm. But through the draft, through smart trades and smart free agent signings, they built really impressive contending teams without having like, you know, one of these super marquee high, high uh, superstar players. So we'll see what happens on that end. But to me, this is the that Phoenix team is the last stand for the super team. If it doesn't work yep. for them, I can't see people pivoting back towards it. So unless the Lakers will always pivot towards the super team, but, but they're LA, they can afford yeah. to do that. Yeah. 
All right, let's talk one quick thing and in, in a couple of pieces of news in the NFL. First, we can hit this real quick. DeMar Hamlin, uh, Brandon Bean, the GM for the Buffalo Bills, said that DeMar Hamlin was cleared to return football activities. Now, I'm going to ask you because I got my answer. If you were DeMar Hamlin and you basically died on the field several times and they say, hey, you can come back and play football, are you playing football? If I'm me, no. I, I mean, I don't know how to beat DeMar Hamlin. So if you're saying if I'm in the position that DeMar Hamlin was yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in this position. I know me. Like, I know. I don't think I would. No. I don't mean, I don't think I could actually play the game the same way without, you know, it, it affecting me mentally and to think like, wow, this is the type of play or running across the middle or launching myself at somebody, you know, um, you know, this could this could be the same situation again. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I play football again. No, I don't. Man, listen, if I died on the field, you could not, you couldn't pay me Deshaun Watson money to get back out there and play that game again. Like no offense. Like listen, let me tell you something. I'm old. I'm an old man. I forget where I was at. I tripped coming up the step, coming up a stair. Oh, I was at my son's school. We just he just had like some uh some event. And I was coming up the stairs and I tripped up the last stair. Now I caught myself, I didn't fall, but I tweaked my hip because I'm an old man. I was ready to be out for put myself on the on the DL for about a week. I'm like, damn, like I had to go home. I started Googling like hip strengthening exercises because I'm like, this shouldn't have happened. Tripping should not have caused my hip to give me that kind of pain. So yeah. imagine. Playing this game, even though I'm, I'm a young man, and I hit someone and I die. Nope, you can't. There's not. There's no amount of money you could give me to play this game again. None. Finish. Done. Complete. I also think that there's plenty of opportunities for him now outside of football. You know, whether it be motivational speaking, whether it be maybe some commentary analyst. You know, like I mean, Inky Johnson. Obviously, he physically couldn't play the game again. You know. Right. Right. But he, he's doing a lot of great things, you know what I mean? In in with still within the realm of athletes and stuff, you know. And so <clears throat> I think that's just what it's gotta be, you know. This isn't like this isn't like, you know, an ACL tear and now you're you've recovered and you're like, oh, I'm 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 hesitant to jump again because what if I land on my ACL again? You know, like that this is not that. This is like, yo, you died, you know, and like had to be brought back to life, you know, and like the you know. So yeah, um, but you know, I mean, people are people are competitive. Football, like some some guys, like football is all they know. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and like some guys, I tell you, like if I can't play football, I I don't want to live. You know, I don't know if that's a literal, but you know what I mean. Like I mean, so that those are the conversations he's having with himself, his agent, his family, his friends, and everything like that. Is like, yo, what what does life without football look like, and is it worth it? You know. Um. Then also, like, you have to ask yourself, like, the team, you know, what's the team's, um, you know, response in wanting to put him back out on the field? Um, you, you already see teams that are hesitant with two with concussions and like, you know, under a lot of scrutiny and, and just for putting guys back on the field just just for a concussion. You know, we're talking about putting a guy back on the field that died. You know, so the NFL, the team. You know, I think that they sh everybody should meet and kind of come to come to some kind of logical agreement. You know, but for me, no, no, nope, no, sir.
Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. Y'all let us know what y'all think. Like, if you if you were in Demar Hamlin's place, if you were him, would you come back and play football? Because the answer is unequivocally no on our end. So let us know what y'all think about that. Hit us up at Brains and Bars on Facebook, Twitter, IG. Um, last bit of NFL news. Um, this broke yesterday. Blaine Gabbert. The huge signing of Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' new backup quarterback. I knew we were going to get to this. <laughs> no, go ahead. Hey, shout out to the to Baldwin, Missouri's own Blaine Gabbert. Um, Mizzou alum signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I wanna, I wanna, I want to uh say something here. I have I feel like I've been validated over time. I said I've had a lot of what some might consider to be hot takes on this show. Um, uh, what I what I would just consider to be the truth. But I once said on this show that the backup quarterback is the second most important position on your football team. It's actually not a bad take. And I was ridiculed for that take for years for saying such a thing. But when you look at what has taken place, I think last year set a record for most starts by differing QBs across the league. You look at what happened with the 49ers going through three quarterbacks. You look at Chad Henney, anything is possible, coming off the bench. I think he led uh, – He led 98-yard touchdown drive. Nah, stay, stay here, low, stay here. You need to hear this too. You need to hear this too. He says, "I'm out. I'm not trying to this backup QB talk. Come uh-uh. on, stay, stick around for a little bit." Um, but I think he led him a, a a field goal drive and I think a touchdown drive. Right? I thought he led him at least ten for sure. He, and he then what? The year the year before was the Cleveland Browns uh, fourth fourth down conversion. Two, two, yeah. years, two years, two years, two years. So yeah. That's, yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. So you know, I, I'm just saying, I feel a little vindicated. The homie Reese was like, "You, you know what? I agree with this point now." And I'm like. I'm ahead of my time. Sometimes I think it's higher than what I thought, but I'm not gonna. I'm not ready to say the second most. But I mean, it's it's a little higher than what I what I originally had. But go ahead. All right, all right. Let let one of these star quarterbacks get hurt, and and let it be some on a championship contender. Let some bum take his spot, and they can't get W's because he stinks. All right. Anyway, Jalen Hurts got paid. I'm signed. He is now. I believe they said he is the. Not the richest. I forget what the what the uh, what the language was. He's something. He's it's one of the greatest. Um, it's one of the greatest. One of the richest contracts in NFL history. No, Jalen Hurts signed a five-year, two hundred fifty-five million dollar extension with the Eagles. He is now the highest-paid player in NFL history. So, you know, I man. I just I just want to to have that feeling of signing my name on a multi-million dollar deal. That's where the money's going to hit my account. Like l- let me ask you this. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. Let, let's get let's have a little bit of fun. You sign a deal that makes you the richest battle rapper in in history. What's the first thing you're doing when you're done? Inks dry. You shaking hand. You shook hands with the with with the league owners. What's the first thing you're doing? I'm buying the URL. (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting. (laughs) Oh my 
gosh. Yep. All right. Yeah. Then I'm releasing Saga vs. B Dot on YouTube right afterwards. <laughs> no, um, I signed a contract like that, man. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, like in your mind, you're like, I buy a house, I buy a car. Well, I've got a house, I've got a car. You know, <laughs> like, um, I probably, I probably go on some kind of crazy vacation. You know, that's probably probably do. I probably go on some crazy vacation. You know, somewhere that you know, never would have gone because of maybe it cost too much, spend two weeks, you know, something like that and just and do it like that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, but just to know that like the financial security of like when I go to swipe my card, I don't, I don't have to worry about Monday or Tuesday from the weekend and like scrolling like, all right, <laughs> what came out, you know, now that we're back on business days, like <laughs> just having that, you know, but I also... I also would probably reach out to somebody like that, that has signed something like that before and learn how to navigate through it because man, money changes people, your friends, your family and everything like that. You know, now all of a sudden the expectation is like, you know, that you're, you all, you got it to give, you know what I mean? And so I definitely want to be able to to navigate through the, the mental and emotional side of being able to keep my money, you know, too. But yeah, as far as I'm just spoiling myself, I'm probably going on some crazy vacation. Man, I'm gonna tell you, as soon as the ink is dry, I'm pro- I'm cutting on Rick Ross's tattoo Tears of Joy. <laughs> and you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let that like that music play, and I'm probably gonna cry. Like you're gonna see, you're gonna see, like I'm gonna shed some tears. Cause I'm like, you know, what did I do to deserve this? Like, bro, like I am. Letting that feeling wash over me of being making of having generational bread. I think like you, I agree. I am uh I'm gonna take probably me and of me and my immediate family first. We're going somewhere where just the the three of us can celebrate and have fun, and then after that, I'm gonna come back to the city and kick it with my friends and family. And then I'm going to take my friends and we're going to have a responsible getaway. Nothing yeah. crazy. I'm an, old, I'm an old man. We're going to have a responsible getaway. So, you know, I'm not a cigar guy, but we can go to a cigar bar. You guys can fire up some stogies and we can just kick back and bask in the glow of me being a multi-millionaire and my life being changed forever. And by extension, depending on how some of y'all kick it, Maybe some of y'all lives can be changed forever too. But yeah, man, like that, I just couldn't imagine. Like, and uh, to me, the thing about Jalen's Jalen's story is so dope is just seeing where he's come from, right? Going to Bama, um, not getting how much getting, was his rookie contract? Mm, let's see if we can find out real quick. I got it pulled up. His rookie contract. <clears throat> Let me see. Transactions. Where the transactions at? Well, waiting for the internet to respond. Somebody he already was a second round pick. What was it? He was a second round pick. I'm trying to see where is it. So he signed it. It was a four year deal that was going to pay him six million. Wow. I'm sorry, eight million. Eight million total. Okay. So four year deal that was going to pay him eight million total in earnings. And now he's guaranteed. I believe 175 million on five years. I think 
He's guaranteed $179 million and an annual salary of 51. <laughs> right after I get done playing Tattoo Tears of Joy, I'm cutting on la, 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 wait till I get my money. <laughs> that's the second song that's playing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 51 mil a year. So I'll say this, seeing him get that kind of bread made me think um, his agent is Nicole Lynn. Um, she works for, I believe, uh, I think she might be Clutch or CAA. Yes, Clutch, yeah, yep, I saw that, yep. She DM'd him IG asking him to be his, like, agent or something like that. I read a story, and then she, she just shot her shot, you know, and then ended up, you know, being with Clutch and, and then followed through and – Man, God is good. Um, so, I mean, so basically, you're looking at he had a twenty, uh, a twenty-five. His, his his salary is multiplied by twenty-five times per year. It pretty much went from two million a year to fifty million a year. You know, so like if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and then the next year you make two point five million dollars a year, right? That would be this. That would be the, that would be this. Is that right? Twenty-five. Listen, uh, you're the math guy. I'm gonna let yeah. you. I'm gonna let you work that out. I'm just shaking my head at, at the multiplicity of the numbers yeah. that you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. So a hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, it's a two point five million. I mean, you can imagine how your life would change. I mean, just, just you know. So here's my second thought after I saw he sign that deal. I respect Lamar Jackson and everything he's trying to accomplish, but I think you should call that that young lady. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. Say, hey, what what you got for him? Can you give me that? Lord, what you have done for others. <laughs> <laughs> I can you do that for me? I seen what you've done for others. Like, yeah, because I don't know if you saw this, but Ian uh Rappaport was on with McAfee and he talked about that the Ravens offered him a deal that I guess would would have been so here's the thing that makes me think it's a little bit of cap. It was virtually $200 million guaranteed. So it was the 133 that Lamar said was cap, right? And then he was like, well, through some other like uh, clauses and escalators, it was virtually $200 million guaranteed. And when you are fighting this PR war with the Ravens to get your bread, when people hear that number, not that public sentiment matters in this case, because he seems like he's someone who's intent on staying on on his standing on the square and not pivoting and, and standing firm, ten toes down. But at the same time, you have the pressure has been a, taken off the Ravens at that point. When you yeah. have an NFL league reporter saying, essentially, that's what you, he was offered, right? And so, just coming out over that and putting cap ain't gonna get people to change. At that point, you need to have an agent who can come out and fight fire with fire on your. Yeah. Mind. You know, hopefully he gets his bread. To me, you can't. So I want to make this last point. We can get to this bullpen and bootlegging thing. To me, you... <laughs> bullpen over bootlegs. Let's go. Oh, that is the title. That is the title. That is the title. That's Even fine. though we spent an hour talking football and NBA, yeah. that's the title. But um, you cannot talk about NBA basketball players not playing games and not putting the best product on the on the court. And then if you are a fan of Washington, Indy, Atlanta, Carolina, Chicago, I'm, I'm going to throw Chicago in there too. Minnesota, I'm going to throw them in there too. San Francisco, I'm going to throw them in there too. And then look at a, a MVP caliber quarterback and go, oh, we're good. 
like as, if, as a fan, like I am beating down their door saying, yo, y'all got to sign this dude. Two first round draft picks is all you got to give up. Maybe 200 million guarantee. You might be able to get him for 200 million guarantee. Go get him. So we'll see how that saga plays out. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to that before we jump into this bullpen situation. No, no, I'm pretty, I'm, 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 I'm there with you. All right, so let's jump into the, first of all, before we get to the controversy, let's talk about the actual event. You were in the building. I don't know how many of the battles you got to see, but yes. that's from your your perspective. Um, how do you think the bullpen event went this weekend? Well, I definitely thought it was great. You know, obviously, you know, we we um, were there when I battled Rum Nitty, so same venue, um, battle shot, same, same area, pit style uh, right there. Um, shot by Avocado, ruin your day. Um, they had, I think, what it was. I want to say nine battles, something like that. One, two, three. I got the flyer up. Four, five, six, seven. Correct. Nine. Nine battles. Nine battles. And now, now, is that with the cancellations? That is with the okay. cancellations. I'm looking at it now. One, two, three, okay. four, five, six, seven. Yep, that is with the cancellation. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, I think the battle started about 3.30 in a decent time in the afternoon, you know, um, maybe a little later than what they they wanted. But that's that's normal battle rap stuff. Um, battles, one, two, little break, one, two, little break. I mean, they pretty much kept them going back to back. The flow of the night was good. One thing I, I mean, I, I just don't like from a fan standpoint, I guess. I shouldn't say fan, but uh, is the, the no mics thing. Um, the no mics thing is, is tough because unless you're just in the crowd, you know what I mean? Like for every match, like it's really difficult to hear. You know, at times I'm kind of in the back or I might be sitting around the bar or I might be walking around and stuff. And with mics, I can still act, be an active listener. So there was a lot of battles that like for three full rounds, I wasn't able to just be an active listener and be there. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I didn't hear chokes. I didn't hear, you know, any battles that were just like, ah, this, you know, throw it in rice, you know, as Vodafly would say. Well, there wasn't any of those either. Everybody showed up, showed out. Uh, venue was great. Um, you know, they, they did their thing, you know, just the same as there's a rum nitty battle. Um, and yeah, it was just really a really enjoyable event. Like bullpen has one of those ones. Like I think it's probably one of the best events of the year up there with divide and conquer one, um, which was, was, was a really good event. Um, and the Chrome 23, which was a really good event. Yeah. I definitely think it's one of the best events of the year, probably maybe the best bullpen event of all time. Um, Okay. Uh, from 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 front to back, you know what I mean. Like so, uh, you got you got Avon Clone, which is you know we don't use that word classic, but kind of like an instant classic. Really great high high level battle. You have you know Loso and Jazz, which is a one rounder, but just for the sake of the five days notice, like just I mean a lot of talk about it. Great back and forth. And you got Geechee Gotti and Bad Who's one of the better Geechee Gottis we've seen probably in a while. And Bad News, who's, you know, one of the top guys at Bullpen, who, you know, comes and does what he does. So, yeah, man, just, um, man, Shuni did great. OG Grizzly versus Moon was entertained. Uh, I was entertained. Uh, Excel, um, Battle of D Flames, who was good. Like, all of the battles. 7J, a breakout performance. Nobody's, you know, if you're not familiar with him, he had a really good performance. So, yeah, man, it was just a really, really good event. Yeah, so I need to, I, I bought the the, you know, the pay-per-view, you know, that I say that's no shot. I'm just, that's just me. <laughs> um, but I got the pay-per-view um, and I didn't get a chance to see all the battles because I was in the middle of things. I got a chance to watch, uh, shout out to Josh, said Bad News is ascending. Um, I got a chance to watch uh, Av and Clone this morning as I got ready for work and 
that's to me that is going to be on top 10 list that's a battle if it's not in on the top 10 list it's going to be in the honorable mentions that's a really good back and forth um av with the um Oh man, Osley Brothers in a bar, footsteps in the dark. Osley Brothers bar, crazy clone with the uh, the I'll be back. Av is the is hospital visits. I mean, that was crazy. Uh, I'll say this, Av. I know you, but you had that She Hulk bar, fire by the way, fire. Talking about the the quality of the type of women that clone associates himself with. I just want to tell you, clone. I mean, uh, Av, that there are people out there. That have no problem taking down She-Hulk. <laughs> I'm not going to mention names. I'm simply going to look at the camera and say, you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. Who said it? And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, For I the got- record, it is not me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it is not, not me. About- it's not talking about one of us. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I got a chance to check out um, kind of in passing as I had it, you know, as I was watching Love is Blind. That's what I was doing. I was watching Love is Blind, binge watching to prepare myself for the finale. I was in and out, checking out the checking out the battles. Cash flow versus Shuni, from what I heard, was dope. Yo, I just realized we could do like a Love is Blind battle rap version. <laughs> with like snake eyes and blonde fury. Oh, Anyways, all right, continue your thoughts. I, 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 I might, this might be, I might have to pitch this to Hitman Holla for the next Bags and Bodies season or whatever. We might, we might have Coastal Rain TV, Love is Blind. You wrong for that, by the way. <laughs> you wrong for that. I just want to say that. Um, although now you got me thinking, like the culture is too toxic. But who could you cast outside of the names you just said <laughs> for a love is blind? Like, I really now you got the wheels turning. All right. Anyway. But now, nah, man, cash flow versus Shuni for what I saw was was pretty dope. And cash flow was dope. I, I mean, I mean, when you had kind of the Stone Cold moment um, when Loso battled 40, cash flow battled Chetta. And she was really dope in that battle as well. So. Hopefully that's a name that people are excited to see and see more of. Um, I'm trying to think what else did I did I get a chance to check out? I mean, that was really it. I got a chance to peep out a little bit of Excel and D Flames, but I wasn't really locked. So in. you haven't seen DT Bad News or Loso Jazz yet? So I watched Loso Jazz the same day. Um I was moving moving around, so I caught the um on the on the playback. Um okay. and let me say, let me shout out to those two. Um to be able to do that on five days notice. Have a really good, fun back and forth, um, you know, one rounder, a quality one rounder with that short of time there to be commended. Congratulations, yes. you two. Jazz, obviously one of the the goat. No, I, I'm not going to put the word female in there. One of the goats in battle rap, period. Um, and she's had an impressive run here as of late. Um, and so obviously Loso, we know the quality of work that Loso can do and does. And, you know, he's I feel like what. So was the 40 situation he was supposed to battle Hustle then, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I don't know if him and Hustle is meant to be a bullpen battle at this point. Like this might need to be Kings versus Queens uh, five. Like that might KVQ five. That just might have to be where it takes place because that doesn't seem like it's meant to be on bullpen. Like, right. So just keeps 
keep blocking it and keeping it from happening. So maybe that's where that battle needs to take place. So shout out to both of them, man. Shout out to both of them. I'm super excited. And from the, the talk that I've seen, I read the Let's Talk Battle Rap review, and they gave it a, a really high score, too. They gave it 8 out of 10. So if you haven't had a chance to go check it out, go to rapgrid.com. The VOD is available for you to check out. I believe it's still $45. And that is a smooth segue to our final topic of the night. So John John, after the event's over, he puts out a tweet about uh, someone within a Discord group with the Black Compass media team talking about wanting to pay to watch the battle. So the Legends whole controversy of bootlegging in battle rap, um, bootlegging pay-per-view events um, featuring Cola from Black Compass, who was the one in the screenshot. And so I wanted to start by getting your thoughts on this particular situation and bootlegging in general within battle rap. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it pops up every year, maybe maybe once every other year, you know, um, back when we were doing like the watch battle lives and different things like that. It was obviously a lot bigger because URL was throwing, you know, pay-per-view events. King of the Dot was throwing pay-per-view events and just um, I think everybody knows that like there are these channels and these different, you know, discords and different things um, where battles are bootlegged, your, you know, your Reddit links. And I mean, there's different things all the time, you know, like, I mean, we as battlers know that we get off the stage and sometimes like leagues are not providing us with a free pay-per-view, you know, because it's maybe not that they wouldn't pay, you know, give it to, but it's just maybe difficult for them to find a way to use the, you know, rap grid or whatever to send us, you know, whatever. So you know, and then you get sent all these links from people like, hey, I got you. I got your battles. You know what I mean? Like, boot, it happens all the time. I think the biggest thing um, with this particular instance is that, you know, um, <clears throat> uh, BCN, Black Compass Media, Bootleg Compass Media, Ball-Headed Compass Media, um, Bootleg Compromise Media, um, by Cola more pay-per-view sales me i don't know i don't know what the bcm stands for at this point in time but um but bcm is is technically considered one of the top platforms um for battle rap media you know um and they actively are reaching out to battlers to league owners to different people to do interviews on their show provide them you know content that they get paid off of you know they're actively doing different things like that and so you would expect from somebody, you know, who does things like that, um, you would expect them to understand the business side of it and say, like, why are you why are you taking money out of my pocket? You know, I've never been one for screen recording your content and posting it on my channel. You know, I'm sure that Black Compass Media, if there was a platform that was bigger than them, would not feel great if 15 Minutes Fame or Hip Hop is Real screen recorded their interviews and posted it on their channel, you know? I'm sure that they would, I'm sure they wouldn't feel, you know, so, you know, these are guys, they're battlers, they're people that are going on your show that are giving you their time that I'm sure 95% of them are not getting paid for at it. You know, and you're, you're making money off of them. You know, John, John being a battler and a league owner, you know, um, he's looking back like, yo, are you serious? You know, like, like, is this, is this real? You know, like he's not, he's not shocked that people are bootlegging his event. He's shocked that people that, are supposed to be held accountable and people that have a high following and people that should understand the business and people that benefit off of other people giving their time, their attention, everything to these interviews. He's shocked that he's looking around and he's seeing a hundred people in this chat, you know, that, that now granted, maybe not all a hundred are going to spend $45, 
But all we can do is say those are the two numbers we have. So there's forty five hundred dollars, you know, like that, that all of a sudden I don't have and that you could have off of what I've literally booking flights, booking venues, booking battlers, you know, that kind of stuff. And so he should be upset. He should be like, oh, like the audacity, like you, like of all people, you should know, you know, you're already an established platform, you know. And and, and since you want the um, since you want the people to look at you guys and, and, and know you guys and and you want to be one of the biggest media platforms and everything with uh, with what's it uh, with um, with privilege comes responsibility. You know, I think that's the that might be the quote Like with that privilege comes the responsibility that you can't just act like Joe Schmo on Discord. Who's like, hey, you know, anybody want to join a, a little group chat and watch the watch the event this weekend? You know, it's not the same, you know. And uh, and yeah, I think that, you know, John John was fully, you know, um, uh, I, I agree with him fully in, in him being upset, you know, and I seen the statement that uh, Tony Bro put out um, in regard. I assume it was Tony Bro. Um, it's from the, the, the Black Compass Media uh, Twitter basically stating, you know, that they they don't or they, they're sorry for what happened, you know, mm-hmm. um, but uh but, you know, I mean, I obviously have my back and forth with them. And, uh, like, <laughs> I'm one of those guys that says, consider the source. You know, if, if, if Jay Black did that, you'd find me completely shocked. You know, if uh, if, if uh, um, Uncle Rod did something like that, I'd be like, wow, didn't expect that. You know, but, you know, I, I, I consider the source. That's all I can say. And that's, you know, that's a personal a personal thing on my end. But yeah, like I just think it's I think it was very, very um, disrespectful, disrespectful to John John, disrespectful to battle rap, just disrespectful to, you know, um, to even the guys. You know, I I know for a fact there are battlers on that card who are being paid out percentages from pay-per-views, you know. Mm -hmm. And so now you're looking at that kind of situation. When I battled Geechee Gotti, I was being paid out a percentage of my pay-per-view sales, you know. So the next day when I go online, if I've got guys that are streaming my full battle, you know what I mean, um, on their caffeine channel, or if I got guys, you know, that are doing all of this kind of stuff, I'm looking at it like, bro, like I'm still getting paid off this VOD, you know, I'm looking at it like that, you know, so like just have a little bit more respect, you know, Um, it's not worth it, you know, like I, I, I don't know how much they sent John John. I actually do. I think I do know how much they sent John John, but I don't know if it's public. So I don't want to say that that number. Um. But it's it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Or maybe it is worth it because now that's the entire talk is back on your channel. And you've got even in, in, in the negative light, you've brought the attention to you. And that's just how some people operate. OK, OK. Yeah. So, um, you know, let me say I hear what you're saying. I think John John, I watched a little bit of a of, he did a caffeine uh, show where he kind of recapped the event, talked about um, this situation in particular. And I think he's coming from the same perspective as you is like, you know, you talk about battle rap, you make money off the culture. He referenced being on the show and there were super chats coming in and he, and he makes his point of, hey, like, do I get some of that? Right. Like he even makes a little joke about it. And so for him, it's the disappointment of you know, he's like, I don't care that you necessarily care that you were you had people watching it is that you were charging people. <laughs> you were charging people to watch it. <laughs> That's not the mama who ordered the bill. Let's go, mom. 
but he didn't get away with it. Um, so that is his standpoint. Um, so if you could indulge me for a second, I don't even know if these are going to fit, but I'm going to put them on anyway. Okay. I hear everything that y'all saying. Is this the and devil's advocate glasses? This is this is bootleg A1. Oh, okay. I'm a bootlegger. I don't care how you feel about this. Listen, listen. So, like, bootlegging is a part of entertainment. This happens in every entertainment arena you care to mention. The bootleg man hit the barbershop all the time with the DVDs with the people standing up in it. At least he used to back in the days when we actually watched DVDs. We got whole fire sticks that's juiced, that's supercharged, and get you anything you want to watch for a certain price right you know what i'm saying we got we got we got whole setups out here you got all the, listen there's a prominent there there is a prominent uh sports radio personality in our city that sends out a bat signal for every major pay-per-view boxing and mma fight and everybody knows what time it is when they see the link this is the game this is what we got to deal with i get it maybe he shouldn't have been charging but listen this is black enterprise on both ends you got John John and Bullpen making their bread. You got Black Compass and Cola making their bread. One hand washes the other. And if someone feels so inclined, <laughs> and if someone feels so inclined, if they like what they saw, maybe they want to go and get the pay-per-view for themselves because they enjoyed an event that Let's Talk Battle Rap had rated as an 8 out of 10. So I hear the grievances. I understand. But I think he who is without sin let them cast the first stone. And I think there's going to be a lot of people out here who's not going to be able, who's going to have some rocks that they're going to be dropping and walking away because they know they done bootleg something. They done, they done, they done, listen, they, they went Denzel Washington. I'm from around the way. I'm leaving here with something. So that's all I'm saying. Like I get all of your points are valid, but no, no, sir. Like I, I, I respect them. But I'm not moved by them. And so that's my take on the situation. Shout out to John John. I bought, listen, I'll even, I'll throw myself under the bus, even though I'm not really throwing myself under the bus. Back during the Watch Battle Live days, my login information was passed around like crazy out in these streets. There was even one battle rapper who posted a clip. I don't know if it's of his battle or somebody else's. And my IP address is floating around these internet streets because that's how Watch Battle Live kicked it back in those days. So again, I understand this is how the game goes. Yes, everyone, please, let me say this as I end my bootleg rant. People, go out and support King of the Dot, RBE, Bullpen, um, iBattle, Go out and support when Queen of the Ring, I don't know if they're done or not, but Chrome 23, all of these leagues that come out and put out a pay-per-view event, go out and support because you don't know what you're going to get. It might be trash. Listen, I bought a battle rap event leagues thing and I couldn't even watch the event. I didn't ask for my bread back because I'm not guaranteed. Now, I hope that I'm able to see the event, but you're not guaranteed that the product's going to work correct. Shout out to Netflix. It didn't... I didn't demand my whatever they charged me a month back because I couldn't watch Love is Blind at the end. 
it happens. Mistakes happen. Things happen. But go out, support these leagues. You know, try not to be a part of bootleg gang. Um, King Bao, you were on the bootleg gang list. I'm gonna tell you, my guy, uh, you are you on the boot, you on the bootleg. Yeah, hey, Black Compass, if y'all got the y'all got the bootleg going for King Bao next event, I'm in the building. But anyway, but you know, support these leagues, man. Support what they do and pay them their bread because they do work hard. These guys put in a lot of work for this material. Support these guys. Uh, man, I might have to wear glasses more often. I see why these guys do this on these lives now. I'm gonna have to pull this back out again. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's my take on the situation. Like I said, I respect everybody's opinion and viewpoint. Um, but yeah, support. I say this much, and I think I probably said it in my first take. Is like we know that it's not the bootlegging. We know that it's 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 the it's the making the money off of it. You know, I think that you can firmly say that you know. Um, anytime you've ever shared your, your, your password or whatever, that you weren't bringing in more money than what you paid for the, for the pay-per-view, right. you know? Um, and then I think the biggest thing is this, is this comes from somebody within the circle, you know, uh, you used to rap, you know, if we, if we chopped it up and, and you're like, yo, Ward, review my CD, you know, I'm like, oh, dope. And then all of a sudden I was bootlegging your CD and selling it somewhere. You'd be like, Oh, bootleggings and things like dog. I thought we were cooler than that. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And right. so I think the biggest thing is it comes from some somebody within the culture who who benefits off of you know people giving them their time and their content and different things like that. And you know nobody's gonna be mad at you know you know this this random YouTube guy that's over here because there's other guys. Believe me, there's other guys. There's other. This is this is not the only Discord. You know this is not the only one. So like it's happening elsewhere. Um. You know, it happens by everybody. There's so many freaking spaces and different things and battlers putting their phone in their pocket and turning it on and listening. You know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of like forms of bootlegging, you know, so that you can hear battles and stuff like that. But when it comes from somebody that you're just like, wow, really? Like you of all people should know this business. You of all people should understand, you know, that you're taking food off my table, you know, to put on your table. And then you're going to turn around and ask me to come on your show for free and big up the next event. Yeah, we know we're not cool like that. Yeah, I see your glasses, but we're not cool like that. So you might think one hand washes the other, but I'm thinking about doing something completely different with these hands. <laughs> like that's that's probably where you know where that where that lies. You know, let me let me let me just go ahead and uh, do this now. Hey yo, let me go ahead and get that out the way. Let me get that out the way. Go get my Asamine on for just a second. Anyway, uh, <laughs> man. That, that's our show, man. Like, I really don't have a list. I've said my piece. You've spoken your piece. Let us know what you think about, about you know, the bullpen event. First of all, let's focus on the on the good. Um, and then if you have something to say about, you know, about the bootlegging thing, hit us up at Brains and Bars on Twitter, IG. Um, and what's the third one? Facebook. Yeah, that's right. Facebook. My bad, y'all. Um, so we appreciate y'all tuning in, listening to us, man. Um, as always, you can find every episode of It's a Black and White Thing by going to the podcast app of your choice. Uh, wherever you find a good podcast, give us five stars, share and subscribe. Same thing for the YouTube. Hit the notification bell so that you can be notified of all new live videos. And anytime we post new content, um, you can check us out on YouTube by searching at Brains and Bars. Until next time, it's been a black and white thing uh we'll see y'all next week um i want to play some golf y'all play some golf get out there do it yeah get out there and and get your get your swing on get your tiger woods on um that could be a bar that could be meant in several different ways anyway (laughs) there you go (laughs) 
<laughs> um, next week, we want to try to have a call-in show. If your team has a first-round draft pick, who do you want your team to select with your draft pick? So I'll have, try to have the link out there um, around Monday next week so people can and send out several reminders. We're also looking to have Reese Nichols from Arrowhead Pride on. We're going to talk about the Chiefs, who they're going to get. Um, and we're going to – If I don't know if you're going to be busy. I know you might have some things going on, but we're all going to try to have – a top 10 mock top 10 mock draft we might and if you're here we'll do go top 12 so we each get a pick we can each get four picks go through somebody take the first pick second pick third pick we'll go through the first 12 see who we come up with and have a little bit of fun so um is i am a ward shop shop.com for all things a ward related man we'll holler at y'all next week take it easy